Welcome to episode 5 of MHTL Boba Chat. Nobody has Boba. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Because I have water. Does anybody else have water? Okay, I have water. Okay, anyways. Um, this is Boba Chat. Um, Boba Chat, for those of us who are uh, new listeners, Boba Chat is a space for young adults and just for anybody really who um, is in the community not necessarily um, limited to the Catholic community. Um, you know, we welcome everybody here because ultimately, at the end of the day, this is a space for people in our community to share their truths and to um, use their voices and to open their ears and their hearts and their minds to um, just see where everybody else is in this community. Because I know that... Um, with the, the surge of social media sometimes um even though we're all able to connect with each other like in an instant on days on most days it feels like it's not that way right that we're so in distant and closed off so that's just my little spiel um i'm gonna let everybody introduce yourselves because i'm i'm really glad the people who came here i really appreciate us coming so uh, i'll go first my name is calvin um, I am a leader at Confirmation for MHT, and I'm gonna go. So my name is Anthony, and I'm here just to listen, uh, have conversation, reconnect with some of the good people at MHT. Hi, my name is Daniel. Um, currently home from school for the weekend, and I just thought I'd come here to support my friend Calvin. Hey, my name is Timmy, and I'm here to listen to what other people have to say about this topic. Um, my name is Larry. I'm here just to have more conversations with people. I like just talking to people about other things. Hello, my name is Alan, and I'm coming here because we're talking about girls. Hello, everyone. My name is Jacqueline. Uh, the reason why I'm here today is because I love being able to talk about these topics and I would really like to have these discussions with my friends from MHTL. Um, I'm Selena. I'm not much of a talker. Um, I just came here so I could listen to these conversations. Hi, I'm Katana. I'm just here to hear like what people interests are. I'm Kayline and I'm here to listen and learn. Oh, such beautiful people and such beautiful answers. Okay. So, um, I forgot to <laughs> say this because I was just very excited. Um, today's topic, today's episode, will be all about navigating relationships. Um, so, it's a very broad topic, right? It can be um, not just romantic relationships, but um, relationships with yourself, um, how, where you are uh, with self-love, um, in relationships with, like, friendships, uh, your relationship with family um, and just about anything that um, coincides with the relationship so um, this is the platform for that and um, so I took a survey on Instagram and I was really surprised with the the feedback that I got it was, it was pretty cool so let's just dive straight into it so <clears throat> okay. so this person um, their question is um, or well, their story, I would say, um, their truth is they're not able to realize their self-worth, 
and a self value when it comes to um, relationships. And most of the time, um, there are a lot of one-sided relationships in this person's life. Um, so I'm gonna say it again. Um, this person is struggling with realizing their importance and their self-value in the relationships that they have in their lives that are one-sided. So it seems to me that this person is giving um, um, more into their relationships than they are getting back. So there's this fulfillment and there's this expectation that's not being met, right? And so um, I want to open it up to you guys on how you guys um, would navigate this relationship. Um, and just to, just to finally, just to clarify, um, in this podcast, at any given time, we are not, um, obviously we're not mental health experts, um, we are not therapists, and ultimately we are not trying to save this person. Um, all we are doing is that we are shedding some more light and more opinions on what it is that this person um, is going through. So we're empathizing but not sympathizing. That mm. makes sense. And to add on to that. And to add on to that, I think what's important is that I think we all or most of us have experienced a situation like that. At, at least for me, for sure. Um, and so it's also to shine a light on our own lives and our own kind of um, I guess experiences and so we can grow and stuff like that. Just a community conversation. That's what this really is. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to start. So I think there are two parts to this question. First, it's um, the relationship with the self and then the relationship with the other. And it's not very, there's not a lot of context on who that other is. Is it just a friend? Is it a parent? Is it a girlfriend or boyfriend? Um, but I, as I'm starting to mature a bit more, um, I'm starting to realize how you know, your relationship with yourself really, really affects um, your relationship with others. And I, I know you brought it before. There's a saying, um, you got to learn how to love yourself before you can learn love others, right? Um, I think that's really good advice. But, like, no one knows how to do that. Or a lot of people struggle how to do that. And it's, like, this fun, you know, cliche sh saying, but how does that actually happen? And I guess that's just a question I want to offer. Um, and for the second part to it, which is the relationship with the other person, the person who asked this question or shared this experience says that they're having a one-sided relationship. So I was talking to Vincent the other day, and he told me a lot of people have said that they have a lot of friends, yet they feel so lonely. I have a lot of friends, yet, you know, I can't connect with them. And he's like, of course you can't connect with them. There's no intimacy. The key word is intimacy. And intimacy, at least how he defined it, is when one person makes you feel like when you can see the other person make that other person feel seen and that person makes you feel seen so there's this there's connection 
but there's this other level, this deeper layer of intimacy in which, wow, like I, I see you and I'm here for you and it's reciprocated. And so that's what I think is lacking in this relationship. Why it's one-sided is because perhaps there's a lack of intimacy. And yeah, those are my thoughts. I like what you said a lot because there, um, like you said, in this day and age, it's it's very rare when you are able to to be yourself um, and to have people accept you as you are. Right. Yeah, and I want to add on to that real quick. It's not an expectation because when it becomes an expectation or an obligation, that's not. I I don't think that's what we're looking for. I think we we're looking for that really deep intimacy, and that's that's something that's that that just happens. Because I go out of my own way because, you know, I love you or I care for you. I don't think when you have that expectation, that's when it becomes one-sided. I do something for you, and you're not doing something for me back. I'm pissed now. You know, I'm frustrated. Why aren't you doing it back? When there's an expectation, I think it causes the relationship to go the opposite direction. Maybe I'm getting too far ahead in the conversation, and we're getting like in there like really, really fast. But yeah, just to recap what you said, I I really resonate with that a lot because it's like the person who's so just to bring it back in, the person who's asking the question, why are my relationships so one-sided, and why do I struggle with my self-worth, right? A part of that question, the second part to the question about the one-sided relationships is what Anthony said. It was when you place an expectation on another person, right? Nine times out of ten, they're not going to fulfill what you um, want from them, right? Because you're going to put an expectation. Like you're going to have a vision of what that person needs to be in order for you to be happy. And when they're not meeting that that's when things start to to conflict right and so to really um start to mess with uh, your psyche right and so um thank you for sharing that really appreciate it and um going back to you anthony i'm really glad that you mentioned about the ideas of expectations in relationships and also to you calvin for um adding a comment to it and I think that it's very important that when you recognize that you are creating these expectations, you also have, you also have to ask yourself, what kind of values do I really have that will make me feel happy in a relationship? It's very important to be aware of what you think is love, what you think is important. And once you realize that, once you know your boundaries, and of course it's not easy to know who you are or what you want. That's a very difficult thing that not everyone can actually figure out. And so, of course, a good step would be, or a good step would be actually first asking these questions, like what makes me happy? Or what about this person makes me feel happy? What are some of the flaws that I can see and accept? Yeah, not everyone is perfect. Everyone has flaws. So it's a matter of knowing what are some of the 
values what are some of the traits what are some of these um yeah what are some of these boundaries you can recognize okay um just to end um this just to wrap up this person's question um i hope they know that they are still worthy of love even though they are not they don't love themselves 100 percent completely right and to to take a um a more catholic approach not definitely the only approach but the catholic approach is if you can't love somebody else without loving yourself first then that doesn't really work with god because if we had to mold ourselves before we were able to accept his love right then nobody would worship him nobody would find safety in him and that's not what he's about right because god is love if you were to ask me what does god what what the hell is god i would say god is love right no matter where you are in your life and your faith journey or just in your, your journey and, and and just you know learning more about yourself right you are worthy of love at any stage of your life because that is what he's about and that is what this religion is about um and so i want to end off on um come as you are come as you are and with yourself and with god and with others yeah i want to offer something please offer something really quick and this is like even another layer to this i guess but i'm just brainstorming right now so this is like really like messy it's going all over the place but we talk about expectations right and how our expectations for other people can hinder that relationship um Let's go even deeper. Our expectations for ourselves can hinder our own relationship with ourselves. This is a big one. Um, because when we talk about self-love, I think a lot of it has to do with the pressure that we give ourselves or the expectations that we set our, set for ourselves. And a lot of times we set our expectations very high. Um, in especially moments of insecurity and like desperation for me, I set these like really high goals or I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to do that. Um, and not meeting myself where I'm at, not understanding that, hey, I can't do that right now. A lot of that, a lot of those goals and a lot of those aspirations that I create for myself in times of insecurity, it's a way for me to try to prove myself, right? Prove to myself, prove to the world prove to my family, to prove to my friends that I'm worthy in some way because I think that I need their approval to be worthy. But the thing about that is setting these expectations and not meeting them is a huge blow to your self-esteem. It's a huge blow to your, your sense of worth. And one thing that I've been trying to um, figure out and try to practice in my day-to-day is setting expectations that are reasonable for myself um so for example you know right now i'm really struggling with, with like working out because um it, it sucks <laughs> you know the gym sucks man um so instead of saying oh i need to do like five fucking like um workouts this week let's just do 10 minutes of gym and just keep it there and see if i can make it and then the point is set expectations that are reasonable 
with a tiny, I guess, open or space that you can might improve. You might be able to do more. But it's all, it's all about knowing yourself. It's all, all about knowing where am I at right now? What can I reasonably do? And then take off the pressure, take off the judgment. This can definitely be applied to like interpersonal relationships too. Because I know like there's, like, there's, there's, there's this loneliness epidemic right now, right? And I think for me, when I was like in this space in which I did not have a lot of friends or anything, I'd make my goal, okay, dude, like, you've got to be, you become the popular kid. You got to make all these friends and all this, you know, do all these things, join all these activities. But not recognizing how fucking hard it is to find the people that actually resonate with you, especially in a high school environment when a lot of people are still um, in their own bubbles, you know. And for me, they didn't resonate with me. Yet I try to force, like, the point I'm trying to make is it takes a lot of self examination not just in the area of health not just in the area of relationships but a lot of places and I think the only response I have to like any question is keep working on yourself it's like the it's a long game for like a lifetime so I don't know just thoughts fuck yeah I like that shit <laughs> Alright, so I want to talk again about uh, expectations that you place upon yourselves. And this can, it's really easy, or I think most of us can agree that we place expectations upon ourselves, right? Yeah. And I think no matter how like big or small, even when we, because expectations are something that's like, oh, we think about it, we're like, oh, yeah, we can totally do this, right? But then, see, there's a difference between like theoreticals and actual practicability right and it's very easy to let your like, mistakes and failures affect your future performances right and so it's just I think it's important to recognize that even when you fail to meet your expectations like multiple times in a row it's important to see that it's not time to give up yet it's never time to give up that you have to keep like try to move forward it's 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 okay if you fall, you know. Like people fall all the time in life, but it's uh just saying that, you know, when you fall, it's better to fall forward rather than go nowhere at all, right? So I think that yeah, just <clears throat> so yeah, I'm I'm saying it's oh it sounds very easy, but in reality it's it's not, you know, you just have you to go at anecdotes. anecdotes. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm using like, I'm using a badminton analogy. <laughs> 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 badminton analogy, all right. So for me personally, I, I'm not that competitive that much, except for, like, sport, badminton, right? And so it's it's very frustrating sometimes when I try to go for, like, a smash or something, and it goes into net, and I'm like, man, you've done this, like, at least a thousand times already. Why are you still messing up at such a basic skill, right? And then once that thought is inside my head, it kind of starts leading up to different things. Like I start messing up at things I should not be messing up on. And then eventually it all snowballs into I just can't play anymore and it's frustrating. But And at, the, at that point, I need to take a break, evaluate all right, why, why am I so worked up. And I need to realize that it's okay to mess up sometimes and I shouldn't let it really affect me. But you know, I'm still working with that. Like I said, 
it's you can't just say it and do it saying it's one thing doing it's another thing but yeah so to both anthony and timmy my message or my what i got from that was working on yourself fucking sucks especially when you don't get the results you want thanks god but um knowing that we are only human and that we have our limitations but we're just like all of us i I swear to god on some god shit everybody here is has the potential to do big things i don't even know y'all but i know (laughs) i know i know deep in my soul whatever you guys are passionate in that you guys are gonna do really good in it and that you guys are gonna make something you're gonna shake the world. And you're gonna fall on your face. And lot. you're gonna fall on your face a lot. A lot. You're gonna get fucking curb stomped and but you're gonna <laughs> at the end of the day it's all gonna work out. Um and my final thing about my final spiel on that is we're all working progresses and it's a one day at a time thing. Um now I don't know about y'all, but there's like this aura, this energy that is just like in my stomach that's making me ugh. No, it's not not a bad thing. All right, it's not a bad thing. Um, But we're human. We're young adults. We just talked about something very um, heavy, but it was a good talk. I I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed listening to it as well. Um, So I invite everybody just to get comfortable in your seat. Just wherever you are, audience members well too. And let's do some breathing exercises. Just chill. So not meditate, just take a take a step back, you know. So everybody in here, get comfortable. Oh my god, I feel, I feel so tense. <laughs> okay. Um I invite you guys to um take part in this. Just to close your eyes. Um, I want you guys to, as we're taking deep breaths in, to breathe in your nose and out your mouth. But while doing that, make sure that you feel the breaths going through your body. And I'm going to guide you to that. Okay? So, uh, with this first breath, I want you to feel it in your toes. Not a fetish. Feel it in your toes. (laughs) To bring it from your toes to bring it to your knees if that makes any sense whatsoever okay so we're gonna start toes to knees all right ready breathe in and breathe out one more time breathe in and breathe out okay now this feeling is building up all right it's in our knees all right we're gonna want to bring it from our knees we're gonna bring it to our stomachs that's a big haul, but that means you just got to take a bigger breath, all right? So, one more time, from your knees, you're going to bring it to your stomach, all right? And breathe in. And breathe out. One more time, breathe in. And breathe out. Now, this is going to be the longest trek. It's the biggest one. So I want you guys to really breathe in a lot of air. 
So we're in our stomachs, the pit, if you will. We're going to bring this feeling, this energy from our pit. We're going to let it get out of us through our throats, like a gag reflex. And when you guys, when for this final one, I want you guys to really visualize what you are feeling, right? What you're feeling and to just let it go. In a Catholic context, let it go, let God, right? Whatever you're, you're feeling right now, just give it to God. Again, from your stomach and out your mouth. Breathe in. And out. One more time. Breathe in. And out. All right. This is the final one. This is the biggest one. Okay. Breathe in. And out. And with your eyes closed, when you are ready to open your eyes and to revisit this conversation, you can. Shout out to Vincent Yo for that garden meditation in Vivian Trung. <laughs> Cause I stole it from them. <laughs> but they don't know. <clears throat> Alright. Um on to our next question. If no sorry, sorry. Um with the regard to our last question, I'm really glad to see the engagement. Like there was a stillness in the air. And that just meant that everybody here was present. And that's ultimately all I can ask for from you guys is to be present and to really engage and to to put in. The more you put in to this conversation, the more you'll definitely get out. So um, I'm just very grateful that you guys are, are present with me and you guys walked alongside me with that. So this person, um, they are still, we're still in the realm of relationships, still in the realm, but we're migrating towards friendships, right? And, you know, if you're on Twitter, if you're a local, you see all the time, like, this is how a friend should treat each other. If your friend doesn't do this, then they're fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking suck. Anthony Boop, just kidding. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. I made a joke, and then I was like, you know, when your friend, okay, no, I'll explain to you later. It was a joke. I'm sorry. There are no more jokes in 2019. No more jokes, no more jokes. No more jokes no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We were just <laughs> super heavy, and I just want to. Okay, anyways. I didn't say anything mean. It was just between. Yes. I love you. Okay. All right. So with that being said, <laughs> let's get into it. So this person, um, they're in a friendship. We're constantly dealing with change, right? We're human, right? We change as big as change as from the shampoo that we use, the toothbrush that we use, to really big changes, right? Like who our friends are where our school is and you know how do we feel about a certain topic right and how do we navigate that um so this person they're dealing with that right and they're dealing with the multitude of things um one of them is they are dealing with people moving away so a change in friendship a change in daily routine they're also um people who are moving on with their lives right a good thing i like to put to this is um when let's say for example a friend of yours drift right you, you've all heard the the, the slang oh we drifted away you know um that can be negative or positive sometimes but for the most part the way that i view it is 
that relationship, y'all both had a change of pace, right? I'm going to move a lot different. I'm going to move different than you when I'm going about my life and my daily routine. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I have anything against you. It's just that we're moving at different paces, right? Um, so for this person, to, to recap it again, they are dealing with change. Um, so my question to, I want to open it up to you guys, open up the forum. How do you change, oh, oh, how do you deal with friendships that drift away? How do you deal with the friends that, that, that drift? All right. Larry Chan. Well, for me, I kind of deal with this during my sophomore year. So just this last year and during my freshman year, I was like pretty good friends with a lot of people. Actually, I was like, wow. Like, when I went to Bellarmine, I didn't really have anyone there. And after the end of my freshman year, I had a lot of friends. So, like, wow, that's pretty cool. But then when I got to my sophomore year, I thought it was, like, for the first half of the semester, I was doing pretty good. You know, I still had these friends. But near the end, I would start realizing how, like, they started finding new friends and, like, more people to hang out with. And I would go on my Snapchat story just sitting in my bed, and they're, like, all out together. And I'm like, dude, I was like, first I was kind of mad. I'm like, oh, you don't want to hang out anymore. And then I kind of started realizing, like, they don't want to, like, really talk to me. And I, like, kind of just, like, realized, whoa, they're, like, drifting away from me. And it hasn't really happened to me before. So I kind of took it hard. And what I came to realize is that sometimes, like, those people drift. And I just, like, have to just deal with it like for me i just changed by just finding new people to hang out with like that would actively try to take their time to hang out with me and not like i don't always have to like go up to them be like oh you want to hang out and they would come to me and i actually like really like that you know so yeah if i were to like summarize that i would just say like if people start drifting away from you for me i just like dealt with it and then just like found new people and moved on but i would be willing to like you know reconnect with them you know all right so i think when talking about like drift things i'm, I'm gonna make an assumption here oh man 2019 but <laughs> um i'm gonna think that this person like could or may or may not be like in their teens right and i think it's important to realize that teens or at like adolescence, uh, and we have, we're going through like you know the era, like period of change, right? Like you said before, it's change, and it's okay. First of all, it's important to realize that in when two people drift, it's not necessarily either person's fault. Like you're, it's not your fault that they're drifting. You're not. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with you per se. It's just that there may be a shift or change in v- different values, and like different things that people want to do and if those interests don't happen to align then well just just drift apart and it's it just happens it's not something that's on you or anyone else it's just 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 have life be do be like that uh and then what calvin said uh one thing that's really helped me a lot when i have to drift away from like close friends or family members is that i learned to self-reflect because um at first you realize like is there anything wrong with me and then 
over time you start to realize like it's not really much of you it's more of the other person whether it's a bad or good thing and honestly uh what i take it as like now after i self-reflect i would work on myself and uh you know how many of you guys would you would agree that uh when you accomplish something big in your life and then that person comes back to you like saying like hey blank like you want to meet up again like can you guys agree on that depends on the context right it it's just kind of funny in a sense but like i feel like the most important thing is like not to think that there's something wrong with you because again we're all human and it's more important to like focus on yourself And one last thing to say that oh yeah and it's it's gonna hurt like it's i'm not i'm not gonna say it's not but but yeah it's yeah like all this i'm saying about it's not your fault but you're gonna you might feel hurt and you know that that's okay you know that's what makes us human i like that um to that question to the person who um asked that question i want to leave that person um with um just some comments. Um, let me pull up the question again because I forgot the question, but you know, it's okay. Okay. When dealing with people, when they have a change of pace in their lives, um, I would say that it, it is, is important to know that um, it's not goodbye, okay? It's like a see you later type of thing. Uh, how cliche. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, this is my favorite question. <clears throat> so, we, I, I don't want to call it secular, but we're moving from relationships with people, and we're moving on to relationships with higher beings. With that guy up there. I mean, well, not not. Like, not, alien, <laughs> not, 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 not aliens, but I mean, not even that guy up there, but like, oh, what guy the, up there? The, the, the like, the guy who's construction like, like construction <laughs> worker who's like the people, but one person, I don't know. Oh, oh. That doesn't make any sense, right, guys? <laughs> the like, the T pose? Yeah, that guy? Yeah. All right. Lamb of God? No. <laughs> All crazy. So, this question, um, I think this person is trying to ask, how do you navigate abortion in a core? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. It's a two-parter. So there's two questions. I'm going to go with the first one. (laughs) (laughs) How do you navigate abortion? You don't. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Let's joke. Okay, okay. So. Just I should have started this before. Fucking, I'm so sorry. So sorry. We're just like, we're just like friends and have a nice day, everyone. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this. It's no, no. Actually, though, we're gonna talk about it. This is a very important question, and I feel like this reflects deeply on the the conversation and any conversation today, whether it be politically, religiously, or just in general, right? So, um, at MHGL. There was an old saying where there's no judgment. But to be honest, that's a load of crap because everybody judges people on the daily. Sometimes it's not like hurtful judgment, but it's like a like a good judgment. 
if that makes lack of a better word. Like my judgment on Anthony is that Anthony is a super cool guy. Huh? Feels good. I know, keep, right? Keep going down the I'm gonna keep going. Anthony's a great person. Is so nice, so, so feeding your ego. <laughs> but um, like I said, that's good judgment. What we want to avoid is the nasty part. Is the bad judgment, right? I don't want to just crap on Timmy because he likes badminton and I like basketball. You know. Even though we both know what the superior sport is. Yeah, yeah, you should, you oh, should. Oh. But like I said, like I said, um, we here will respect your view no matter what your view is, okay? As long as, well, no, not, not even as long. We're going to respect your view no matter what because you are entitled to your own opinion and you have every right to speak your truth. So I want to say that now. Um, I want to be like really strict, but I mean I'm not gonna be. I think everybody here is capable of being respectful towards people's opinions. Um, there are times where I'm pretty sure talking about this will you'll feel something, like you'll you'll hear something and you're just like nani, but sit with that feeling and just listen to what it's trying to tell you, and then share it. Say what you mean. Mean what you say, say what you mean, but don't say it meanly. <laughs> That's good. Okay, anyways. Um, and with that being said, we're going to dive into this. And I hope you guys can walk alongside me. So, this person has two questions. Um, what? Okay, I'll go with the, I would say the easier one. So, morals in accordance to sexuality. So, I think what this person is, is asking is... Um, depending on what you identify, uh, your sexual identity, how you identify it, uh, whether it be LGBTQI+, I, I hope I'm saying that right, but that community, um, I, I'm saying it right? Oh, thank God I am. Okay. Six, 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 six. Okay. So how do you, so your morals within that community as well as just your morals in general? I think I think what this person is say is gender roles. I might be getting it wrong, um, but I'm just gonna interpret it how it is. Wait, so we're from abortion to. Yeah, I'm so so sorry. I know I prepped you guys for abortion, but this two-part question. I decided to go with the first question first. Okay. Or do you? Okay, let me ask you guys. What was the first question? This there's two questions. So it literally says abortion morals in accordance to sexuality. So I believe that that's a, that's a statement. Wait, that's a statement. <laughs> okay, that, that is a statement, but that's a topic. And I feel like that's a two-part question. So um, I'll leave it up to you guys. Do you guys want to talk about abortion first and then morals or first? Vice we'll do abortion. abortion. We'll do abortion. In relation to what? Like, yeah. Just abortion in general. Okay. We could put it in a Catholic okay. sense or whatever. Anyways. No, no, sorry, 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 sorry. We're going to talk about abortion just from your heart you're not representative of the church you're not representative of an organization i mean you could be but i want to hear your opinion unbiased oh no sorry not unbiased that's a lot of crap i want to hear your opinion just your opinion simply just your opinion i'll go first so abortion every catholic and christian knows abortion is bad that's not a bad thing 
I mean, you're entitled to. It is within scripture that says like abortion is bad. Um, but the way that I see it is God gives us free will, right? Right? God is God doesn't control what we do. He gives us free will. And so if there is a choice to terminate the pregnancy at an early age, I think you should be well within your own right to decide whether or not you want that for yourself and for your family. Because at the end of the day, nobody is forcing anybody to make that decision. The only person that is, is that person and their child. But that's just my take on it. Yes. So, um, Timmy, you want to hook on? You want to get out of the mic? Go ahead. All right. So, my take on abortion is that. All right. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm pro life. <laughs> don't don't be sorry. There's okay. nothing. There's nothing yeah, to be sorry, sorry I'm about. I'm sorry, but like you're um, fine. You're fine. Actually, I'm very interested because we have opposing views. Mm-hmm. And my take on abortion is um, defining where human life begins. That's where, like, that's where my viewpoint comes from. And my opinion, this is my opinion, is that human life begins at, like, the conceptual level. Like, once that egg has, and the sperm meat, it's like, bam, right, bam, there you go. But, like, so, therefore, I'm, like, they're, like, against abortion, I guess. But that doesn't mean that I don't, like, see why people would be like for the choice of having abortion and um yeah i don't really have against anything against people who choose to take that out but that's just my take my opinion on it nice thank you for sharing your opinion all right we're gonna go with alan and then jackie all right for me it's like treat others the way you want to be treated like pretend you're in your mama's belly right like, would you want to be, like, aborted, you know? Because, like, life, like, life's, like, a rare thing, you know? And, like, yeah, like, like, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, so. So, I'm going to share this perspective. So, when you're, th- so, when it comes to, I- to the whole idea of abortion, you also have to consider whose who's life we're considering. So in this case, many people are thinking about the fetus life. I guess so. Yeah, I guess we would call that fetus. Okay, but the life of the fetus. But we also have to think if we were to abort the fetus, then are we essentially, or let me just rephrase it. How about this? Say that we do not continue with the abortion. And that fetus become is born, is born. The fetus is a baby now. Are we providing the baby a life that is of quality? Because there are certain situations where there are people who really can't take care of the baby if they were to be born, and so maybe abortion might be a better situation at times. Of course, I'm not saying it for all situations. But we also have to consider situations where if you really do care about the life of children, you also have to have resources for them to be cared for. You also have to make sure that if the child were to be born and 
then they would also have to have some sort of good quality life. And and there are times when there are many many times when that does not happen, where people are forced to not have abortions and they just really can't take care of the baby. They don't have enough resources. So you, so it's not a whole black and white situation. It there's a gray line to this. That's why this topic is very hard to share. But of course, there are many, many different perspectives to this. I saw Timmy first. Then you. Let's do. Let's do. Timmy. Yeah, I saw Timmy and then Anthony. Anthony, Kilani, and Larry. Go six, six, six. Um, so I just like to say that yeah, I acknowledge that there's a lot of like intricacies and difficulties regarding. This topic is, which is why it's so controversial, right? Because there's so many different layers to it. And I just want to say that. And that's why, even though I have my opinion that I do have, that I do respect and understand the uh, opinions that other people may have regarding this topic. I love them for that. Fuck yeah. And then, Kalani. But I don't know how valuable what I'm going to say is but these are just like what came up to my mind i was very resistant to this question and the reason is because not a lot of us can relate to it personally and with that being said i don't think i don't think it matters at least what i think and i have my own opinions for sure but i don't think it matters what i think and the reason is because I guess I have an understanding that as humans, we're doing the best that we can with what we have in that moment. And whatever choice you make, it's the best that you can do. Always. And so I, when it comes to this question, it's, it's not it, black and white, like going bad or good or moral or immoral unethical or ethical, I don't think it's, it captures our experience. I think it, I think it oversimplifies like a very complicated issue, but also who am I to say what's wrong or right for you? And this is the issue that I see in the Catholic church trying to impose like beliefs onto human, like individual human experiences and like other organizations. But I really think that who am I to say what is right? And I think that's going back to what Tim says, like I have respect for every like for every response. And not just in the topic of abortion, but like in any other situation that's tough. I think we're all doing our doing our best that we can. Sorry, before I move on. I wanna say pro-life pro-choice i love you guys okay we're all walking together okay um no one is gonna attack you for your opinion i just want you to say that. i just want to clarify we are not attacking anybody here we are simply existing with um different opinions and that's totally okay so i'm also very pro-life but like there's this one thing that Ronald Reagan said. He said he noticed how all 
pro-choice are already alive, like they're living, like they they didn't they had the choice to live, you know, like um we have a choice to love, we have a choice to hate, but babies who are aborted don't have that choice. So I think the argument kind of like in society right now with abortion and stuff how by taking away a woman's right to abortion is taking away their choice their right but allowing the woman the choice to abortion is taking away the baby's choice the baby's right i don't know if that makes sense you said it perfectly um okay so for me i would say like i when i was probably like a couple years ago i would say i'm pretty pro-choice but now i would say that i'm neither pro-life pro-choice it doesn't matter to me and it's because like lessons i learned from my life is just that whatever fits right for the person at the time really then it doesn't matter just you do you what anthony said and so like i would think of it like oh if I were to get someone pregnant right now, right, then in my case, I would want to abort it because, you know, I can't afford having a baby right now. But it's different for everyone. And I've seen both sides of the argument. And I like, I don't really want to go like for one side or another. And yeah, that's just got my opinion. True. I'm going to give it to Daniel now. I think nowadays it's just really hard to kind of take one side because I think in this in this day and age when like everything can, can get blown up in proportion on online and social media like people find a way to make like abortion like good or bad and it can be like there's like a thin line to see like which which one is the best choice and like i know that it's gonna be like an important topic like in the upcoming like years you know and especially this is so big in the church and I don't know. It just I don't really have a side to kind of believe in, um, you know, like, you know. But it's so easy to kind of become biased when you just when you kind of join that one side, and yeah. I want to thank everybody for doing that. Sick. Behind the scenes, we're all just. Uh, hooking to see who wants to go next and it's very wholesome <laughs> all right so i want to bring up another um a layer to this question okay um the person who asked this 
they wanted me to include. Um, so basically, it's a moral, a moral question. So in terms of navigating a relationship, it's more sociological and also interpersonal. So um, what do we as individuals see as moral and how does that affect our views and, and the view of abortion, right? So they literally said, is abortion okay? Is homosexuality okay? Is being transgender okay? And um, if it's if it's a, a question on morality, then what is moral? That's a huge dump. <laughs> not like a not like a, like a I'm not saying the questions, but I'm saying like a huge um lots of layers to that question. So I'm gonna just recap it all and to make a nice package. Um this person who's asking, they want to navigate our morals and just they want to share and bring to the table um what do we as individuals how do we where do we lie in morality right and what is what what morals do we hold and um so basically the first one is abortion okay is homosexuality okay is being transgender okay and that, that those are the big three so before i, I transition what i want to say is my piece on it is um uh, real quick, in the context of Catholicism, or in the Catholicism, yes. Okay, wait, just to clarify, I thought it was just morals. I thought, I thought it was our opinions. Actually, I thought it was our opinion on morals, like morality. Oh uh, no, I mean, okay, okay, okay. So just, just take a step back. They, without Catholicism, it's a very different question. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for. Yeah. It. So I feel like even if it's in the context of Catholicism, me, myself, my morals are aligned with Catholicism, but not fully aligned. Does that make sense? So I take things from our, our religion and I, I I speak my own truth on that. So not directly, but just some, right? So basically, this is a, a question that I am unable to answer for the whole general public, right? If I'm speaking for myself, I, I know how I feel about it. But for the general public, it, if it's like, a, like I'm about to make a law, you know? Oh, I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm about, if I'm, if I'm about to make, if I'm about to make a law, I'm gonna speak for the general public. Okay, so in this context, I'm speaking in generally. In the Catholic religion, in this context, if you are getting abortion, if you're not, if you're homosexual or you're not, if you're transgender, you're not. I don't have anything against that, cause that's not that's not my place to have anything against. Oh personally me I don't have anything against that and I don't have the um the say I'm not in that conversation the only people who are in that conversation are the person and God right you, you know y'all y'all heard the saying like it's not between XYZ ABB ABB it's between me and God it's an AB conversation see you know yeah see out no 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 um but that's just kind of my take on it I can't judge anybody because I'm not in that realm but like I said again your opinions matter and it's okay if you have different opinions so I'm gonna bring it to you uh, I kind of lost track as um, we moved on to a different topic but uh, it's all good um, in terms of like making laws or like for the public I 
you know, I can't like favor one side because like everybody has, everybody has a different life. It's like, it's like, um, for example, like people, someone robbing a store for food and it's, it's easy to like charge them for robbery. But if we find out the story, like maybe they stole it for their own reasons. Maybe they stole it for their family because of their need. You know, like I, I don't have a say because like it just depends on the situation. Sorry, reframing. So the question is asking in to, to everybody here, where do your more where do your morals lie when it comes to abortion, homosexuality, and transgender? Does that does that that make sense? Do I have to? Because I don't, I want to make it as clear as possible. That's why. So again, where do your morals lie when it comes to abortion, homosexuality, and being transgender? I'm gonna give it to Karen. And so, um, pretty much like growing up in church, right? Like we were always told what not to do, what to do. And it all starts with go on. I'm not sure if you guys know her. But when I first came out to her as a bisexual person, I was, you know, assuming to get hated on already, um, judged already as well. And with her, she was pretty much saying that everyone that I care about would accept that, just, but just to be patient, you know, let let the time kind of roll itself. And with Father Bob, right, when he came here, he's like, yeah, like, you know, all are welcome. <coughs> and so with that being said, like, we're always taught to, you know, see God and life in a certain way. But each person that comes in here, right, it's like what you said before in the first conversation that we have to work on ourselves, right? And being a part of church allows you to work on yourselves, but also to be true to yourself as well. Because if you're not true to yourself, right, you feel like you're not fully living up your purpose, living your life. And with the community that we actually build with each other, the church itself, it actually allowed that. So with me, I always saw abortion as a really bad thing, you know, because it's like, yeah, like you're killing a life, like you're losing a life. But at the end of the day, like you would rather have parents that are ready and they have other options to adopt children if they want to in the future. And based on the sexuality part, it's like, yeah, you have to be true to yourself, right? Because I met a lot of people that were trying to hide who they were because they were afraid to get, you know, hated on, um, misjudged, and definitely, like, miscommunicated. So with that being said, like, I've always been more open ever since I came out. And ever since, like, we've had different people actually supporting everybody else in this process. And that's it. I find it interesting and I'm actually very glad that when you said that you were able to find support in the church community, um, that the church or this community, at least on MHT, helps you bring out your truest self. That's not my experience. And we're going to have different experiences, of course, and I respect that, but I find it fascinating that I was like, as a bi person in the church that you were able to stay here. Cause for me, my issue or not what the church would find as an issue is promiscuity. That, that would be for me. And, um, and there's so much for me, so much sexual shame as a Catholic, you know, or former Catholic. 
extreme there's so much sexual shame it's insane it's like it's it's so bad that it's so bad yet so sacred that it should be safe for marriage right and growing up as someone who has desire you know as someone who does want to be part of like part of a relationship and be sexually active right that desire of mine was always pushed down always shoved down i can't have it because it's bad and any thought that comes up that is one of desire is sinful and damn like that sucks it sucks in the way that there's this there's this feeling or just calling um it's neutral i'm not labeling it bad or good but there's this calling that you have to do something to explore something and you can and sometimes you know it's biological right and for the lgbtq community they say that you know this is how they felt for a very long time even when they're a kid and for someone to come over and say that's a bad feeling that's a sinful feeling that you shouldn't be feeling that way oh my god like the amount of shame that you can feel for your for yourself it messes people up it really does and that's why i just for me there's a huge separation now like that's why i left the church is because the restrict i mean i i see the purpose you know of having like restrictions and everything in the past you know as a way to um keep society in order but now in this age oh my god i just see in my experience being in the catholic church as a very painful thing to do if you are in conflict with it right and that's why i find it very interesting that some people especially in the mhd community can find ways to still connect to it and still find god and divinity and be part of it. that's that, wow that that's such a crazy thing for me because i can't i don't see that when i'm really true to myself and i've worked on myself for a while now and i know and i know who i am very well it conflicts with the church man and and that is what really caused me to question the shit out of everything and whenever i questioned the shit out of it no one could give me answers the only answer is this isn't my place this isn't my community this isn't my religion and so that's what comes up when you ask in the context of catholicism is this moral i think deep down inside it's I don't know. I I'd love to hear like Karen's thoughts on this, but if anyone had a, a similar feeling, it would be very interesting to hear. Yeah. To bring it back. Sorry, I don't want to cut anyone, but um in the context of this question, it can go it can go anywhere. The context of the question, but just to really back in. The question is what the person is asking is is homosexuality moral? Um I think we've gone past that but basically the, the layer the second layer of that question is 
if it is or is not moral, then what is morality? Who defines that? All right, so I like to talk about what I think of as morality defined by me. Right? For me, that's like morality is if something is moral, it it's uh, it's like does it harm you or like any others, right? If it doesn't, then I don't see why it can't be moral. You know, or that's that's just my opinion on it. So for things with like sexuality, it's like are you, are you, are you harming anyone like you or others? No, then you know it's it's uh, it's good in my book, you know. Right. And yeah, that's that's my opinion on that. If you're not harming anyone, then like, what's the harm? You know. Yeah. Very true. Very true. All right. Uh, wrapping up some thoughts. Um, definitely, everybody here, including in the audience, you're listening. You're being a part of the conversation, and I know that these topics are are really heavy really socially uh, draining, you know, your battery, uh, my battery's fucking deleted, but it's facts, right? But um, it's important to have this conversation because if we as one body, one mind, we, as we want to move towards a progressive um, community, this has to be talked about, right? It's uncomfortable, and sometimes it's an uncomfortable truth, but nonetheless it's still a part of this community and as you we all saw here today people have opposing views and that's totally fine right because we're all trying to get somewhere right um yeah i think i'm gonna leave it off as that um how about we go around and just give one thing that we've learned today or Oh yeah, one breath. Let's do one breath. One breath is just <laughs> you say just whatever the fuck you want to say. In one breath. Say what you want to say in one breath. Alright, I'll go first. I love everyone here and I had a great time today. I learned a lot of things. I saw everyone's views, but it's been very fun and I would love to talk about it again. Let's keep this going. I think this couldn't come at a better time for me personally because <laughs> I think I learned a lot that I could take with me back to school with like the expectations on relationships, change, all that. So, yeah, thanks, guys. I'm really glad that I've got to be here today, and I hope that we can talk more about different topics again. I really enjoyed being here. One thing I learned from here is just more thinking about what is really self-love and what I sh like really think about whenever I say love yourself first before you go and find love yourself made me really think about what I'm really trying to apply in that statement. Uh, you win some, you lose some, as long as the outcome is income. Cash money? Cash money? All right. What I got out from today is not only a great discussion with many great people and being able to see many different views, but also 
to always, and I mean always, question the heck out of everything. Question the heck out of your own values, beliefs. Keep checking in with yourself, but always question the heck out of everything. Amen. And then for me, what I learned is to always call each other on the on your BSs and definitely stay true to yourselves. I'm actually really shocked when Calvin and Aunt wanted to start a podcast this summer. Um, but it's my first one I actually really sat in and actually listened to. And I'm excited for many more episodes to come this upcoming year. Gangin. Well, who's the Aren't you taking it to Davis? No, I don't know. I can land, land soon. Oh, dude. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> Episode 6? Coming soon? You already know? All right. And that being said, thank you for coming to Episode 5 of Boba Chat. And we are out. Yo. Yo. Yeah, you play the music? Yeah. Baby. Hit it.